Today on the show, embarrassing yourself on live television, helping out your priest, getting uh, off the net on Sunday. Our picks of the week and so much more. The Gathering Underground starts right now. It is time for the CU Weekly. We are the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 343. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we've got Olivia Galino. She's the student of life, our resident Italian food critic, and she is also studying for, is it, is it you're not studying for, you're studying for. Studying for, yeah. Yeah. My master's in theological studies. And you are writing your big giant paper, your thesis. No, 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 no. I'm working on my comprehensive Oh, exam. that's even, yeah. yeah. That's not quite as, yeah, but it's a lot. It's it's a little bit, yeah. No. Quite a bit, yeah. And now you know, now you know what to pray for for Olivia. Uh, yes, her, her, uh, her thesis, the whole thing when it comes, but right now for your comps. Right. Well, welcome to the show, Olivia, for taking time out of your busy schedule. We thank you. <laughs> also taking time out of an equally busy schedule from priesting is Father Ryan Humphreys. He's a priest of the Diocese of Alexandria in North Louisiana. He's the head of the Geek Desk for the Catholic Underground. Hey, Father. Hello, world. And also Jeff Blackwell, the technical director of the CU. He's the commandant of Jeff Star One Near Earth Orbit Satellite. He joins us from space. Hello, Jeff. Evening, Father. And we've also got uh, Ed, the Dark Crystal Ball. <laughs> Uh, who is uh, running the video feed, and Katie, the real cat lady, who's got news. Maybe we'll share it hmm, eventually. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, Katie Richard, she is the graphics operator and uh, kind of holding down the video cave fort there. She's a, a mother to so many of us. Yes, she, she is. She really is, yeah. It's nice to have a, a spiritual sister and a spiritual mother all wrapped up into one person. Mm-hmm. And now uh, she's she's here on the show with us. So uh, thanks to, uh, to Katie and to all of you who make the show possible. You know, I, I continually muse at um at how we're not even supposed to be here right <laughs> yet what are we doing <laughs> exactly and yet through through your generosity um through your prayer here we are and we're happy to be in your ears uh, in front of your eyeballs and i guess in your whatever that your cerebral cortex your gray matter your gray matter you're allowing <laughs> us um, to fire those neurons and we appreciate that okay so uh we've all embarrassed ourselves uh, in one way or another before um, I've embarrassed myself on, on television, well, yeah. what, uh, 343 <laughs> times, right? Yeah. I don't get him started. Exactly. <laughs> right, and, no. and, uh, and of course you, maybe you've had like talent show uh, mishaps and things yeah. like that. Olivia, have you ever embarrassed yourself before a lot of people before? Um, yes. <laughs> I have a big Italian family. Absolutely. Of course, I have. Of course. Yeah. Jeff, you probably know what that's like too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I so, can relate. Yep. So imagine that you are on international television commenting on the situation in North Korea, and mm. uh, and family happens. So so we we have a clip for you that uh, that that we're gonna roll here. And uh, are are you ready for it? I know I'm ready. Uh, all Let's right. Do it. Here we go. Scandals happen all the time. The question is, how do democracies respond to those scandals? Uh, and what will it mean for uh, for the wider region? I think one of your children has just walked in. I mean, shift, shifting, <laughs> shifting sands in the region. Do you think relations with the north may change? Um, I would be surprised if they do. <laughs> the, um, pardon me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. And the doors closed. <laughs> this is the region. <laughs> My apologies. Still not out. No, this is the best part. This is the best part. Um, North Korea. North, uh, South Korea. And, end of scene. 
so so uh, for, for for those of you who are listening to us, uh, basically there there is a, a a BBC correspondent, or rather a, an expert on North Korea, who is using Skype or some sort of a computer conferencing software to to, to go into uh, a report live on the BBC, which is the British Broadcasting Corporation and the World Service. And while he's speaking, uh, a child comes in. <laughs> Uh, one one of his uh, his children comes in and, and is kind of in a rompy mood, you know. Yeah, just and as so normal as anything. Exactly, yeah. and so the door flies open and she comes bopping into the room. Um, uh, the the guy, uh, Professor Robert Kelly, uh, he said, "Yeah, she was in a hippity hoppity mood that day because of a school party." <laughs> and so Dr. Kelly is trying to keep a, a straight face, um, and uh, and and as he's doing so, um, you know, hilarity happens, ensues. Yeah. That's right, exactly. So, uh, so what ends up happening is then the next little sister comes in in a little uh, Walker, rolling yeah. chair, mm-hmm. and uh, and then mom. <laughs> and then mom. That right. mom is honestly the mom. best part for yeah. me. That's like, right. Like I've watched this video like quite a few times, That's and right. I, every time I just love watching the mom because she's she's very focused. That's true. She's barrels like she knows her. Yeah, yeah, she barrels into the room and she's like <laughs> swinging the kid in the the wheelchair thing. Yep. And then she, I love my, the favorite part is when she like crawls back in the room to grab the doorknob. <laughs> that's exactly door. right. That's right. Like yeah. that's that's a mom who's on a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, all that to say this, uh, life happens. Right. Life is very real. Um, and, uh, and I find it interesting too that this has a little bit of a Catholic analog, you know. That, that it's a lot like today's gospel. Well, that's I very mean, true. Know, the door opens and out comes somebody hopping into the room. <laughs> well, that's very, that's very true. That's right. Bidden though. I not mean, unbidden, you know, here comes Lazarus. You know? His feet tied. His hands are tied. He's got galls in his head and he's bopping around like a French clown. I mean, <laughs> I think it's great. He's in a hippity hoppity mood. He's just been raised from the dead. So, so yeah. But interestingly enough, you know, oftentimes we try to to paint this facade. Uh, of, of everything is situation normal, and, uh, and, and yet in, in our homes, you know, our, our homes are generally lived in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if, if you have parents this way. My, my parents were very much this way, of, of not having guests over because the house is a mess, even if it's not. The house sure, is a mess. Sure. Mm-hmm. Don't come over, you know. And, and yet uh, there, there is something beautiful about um, our lives that are normal as a mess, right. you know. Yeah, I had that experience recently because I'm one of those people. I mean, Katie, the cat lady, can attest to that. Like, when she comes over, I'm like, okay, but you can't go in these rooms and you have to sit (laughs) here and you promise not to judge me for the things that you'll see. But I recently I was babysitting for a friend and I I commented to her, you know, you like y'all's house is always so clean and perfect. I'm like, how do y'all do this? And she's like, oh, we clean before you come over. Right. And I'm like, please stop doing that. (laughs) Please stop. And so the next time I went, it was like a little, it was lived in you know there was yeah. a little bit a little bit of mess and so i was like all right i can handle this now i don't feel so inadequate when my bathroom <laughs> is constantly unclean that's exactly right yeah and 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 yet to be able to be real about that right you know, yeah that's just life there's some some freeing uh, nature to that you know and uh, so after all of this happened which by the way for those of you who, who may have been watching us on facebook live facebook doesn't like it whenever uh, you play a video that's owned by somebody else Oh. Yeah. And so uh, for, for our Facebook Live viewers, as well, you won't be seeing us the rest of the evening, but that's okay. For the four of you who are still watching us, mm. we're with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it happens. So, so the, the Kelly family were then immediately seen by tens of millions of people all over the world. They became a, a sensation. And, uh, and so he says, you know, I was afraid that, that 
my relationship with the BBC was over. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, but the response was overwhelming uh, and and really overwhelmingly positive mm-hmm. because there's something about being able to see life and and to see things that are not quite polished mm-hmm. and. I think everybody resonates with this in, in, in most cases where they go, oh, it's, it's a dad. Mm-hmm. And he even in, in uh, kind of, you know, shoo, shooing his daughter a little bit. <laughs> it's, that's what a dad would do. Like, okay, get over here. Yeah, There's where there, there are chair. toys over here, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody else just kind of comes in um, in a parade. I, yeah. I, yeah. It, and he's it, even smiling towards the end because I guess he's kind of watching it on his screen. And yeah. You can see in reverse what's happening, and he's—you can see—he's trying to be professional, but he's got this smile on his face, like this is my life, like, and everyone is right. watching it. Exactly, and of course, that—that's his wife that kind of bursts in, <laughs> realizing that something is amiss, you know, and uh, and and there it is. And so the video produced some excellent commentary about working from home with living and caring while you're living and mm-hmm. caring for others, and so even though uh, technology makes things more flexible. And allows you to kind of work from home. You know, uh, Jeff, you you more or less can work from home too. You know. Yeah. In fact, initially when I started my biz, I did start it in uh, our garage. We re- fixed it up, made it to a nice little studio and mixed down room. And I would have clients that would come over. And of course, my wife. This is what reminded me so much of of our life, our family. When clients would come over, she'd huddle the kids in the back room, get them to watch TV. Uh, so they would be quiet because daddy's working. Okay, kind of thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did have that happen occasionally with some kid would wander in. But I, I, I didn't panic. It's like, hey, come on in. This is my son or this is my daughter. And, and yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, carry on. But we weren't on international live television. <laughs> no, there was that. And, and the, the really weird thing is you, you'd presume that the BBC would say, okay, we're going to, you know, cut to another segment or, yeah. or keep rolling. Nope, they just went with it. Somebody yeah. in the control gallery said, oh, this is television. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. just kept on, you know. Family happens. That's I'm it. telling yeah, you, that's exactly. good. That's yeah. And good. I love that the um, the BBC anchor acknowledged it. It's like, oh, you know, you have one of your kids there. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't just try to pass it off like it was nothing or right. just ignore it. And, you know, maybe the kid will go away on his own. Like, he, yeah. just, he pointed out the moment. He was like, well, there's a kid there, right. you know. And, and pres- <laughs> Let's stop talking about North Korea for a second for and just talk a about second. your child. Exactly. Yeah. And, and presumably, I mean, he's a father, too. Sure, you know, yeah. yeah, and and so from one dad to the other, we're like, we're gonna we're gonna have a bro moment here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your kid is is doing the thing that I would be horrified if my kid were doing. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's it, he also confirmed that he was wearing pants because <laughs> that there, oh there's always gosh. there's always that thing. Well, he's working from home. You never yeah. know. That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a public blooper, you just got to make sure. You that's know, right. Fully you got to roll with it. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Uh, Molly Hemingway, who wrote at The Federalist, said, It's a reminder to consider how colleagues, associates, clients, and partners might have more significant concerns than the ones we talk about at work, whether it's caring for a relative, volunteering in the community, raising children, or even dealing with the challenges of personal and private issues. It's good to remember that the world doesn't revolve around you or your needs, mm-hmm. or for that matter, the world doesn't revolve around big world events. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it's it's important that when you ha- you think about families who have kids who are not just at home but have to travel with those kids, you know, what I mean, like I, I have friends who will, are not friends, but I'll have I'll have people who want to come to me for counseling and they need to bring a child with them to the office, mm-hmm. and they're always mortified that the child acts like a child, um, <laughs> you know, and and I mean, and there there are a handful of times where you know the child has picked up something expensive and crushed it on the ground, and that's been <laughs> different, you know, but I mean, but but you know, I think that parents have to, in a certain sense, you know, kind of have to. 
or rather all of us, everybody, every one of us, whether we're parents or not, needs to accept that family life is a real thing. You know, I mean, and, and I, I hate that some of my, fam my friends who, who have lots of kids, you know, maybe six, seven kids, are embarrassed when they go to a restaurant with a lot of kids, mm -hmm. you know, and people are actually rude to them sometimes and say, you have too many children, you can't control your children. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes me think, and I, I'm not a father, I'm a priest, but it makes me think, you know, why don't we accept this? What's mm -hmm. wrong with, with family life being family life? Every one of us has it. Yeah. You know, we can pretend we don't, but we do. And, yeah. it's, and it's beautiful and it's good. Mm -hmm. and, and I find one of the interesting analogs too is, is, is rarely have I been uh, to a liturgy where there are absolutely no issues whatsoever. Right. <laughs> And so the, the family analog carries over into the mass where, you know, uh, a banner falls during the, the, mm. um, the first reading, you know, yeah. uh, or a server faints or something like that. You know, these things do they happen. They do happen more well, than you think. And as a matter of fact, uh, yesterday, uh, sorry, Jason, uh, my server, but uh, yesterday I had one of the bells just, just fly off. Of, it's like a four <laughs> or five bell. And one of the bells just flew right off and went ka-clang during the elevation of the chalice. And, you know. There's nothing sacrilegious about it because you can't help it. No, it, it these no. things do happen. And and I had one of those little BBC dad moments where I just kind of went, yep, that, that mm -hmm. happened, mm -hmm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So so kudos to, uh, to Dr. Kelly, um, who, who, uh, who really, uh, I believe the 90s term is played it off very well mm -hmm. with style, yes. you know? And that's really what we do. You, you soldier on. Things happen yep. and uh, family happens. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the beauty of it is that even though we are members of a family, at the very base level, we all understand that about each other. Mm -hmm. And and nobody's family is, is so um, clean and pristine that accidents don't happen and just those dramatic moments of embarrassment yeah. don't happen. Well, part of being pro-family as a church is being accepting of the fact that families are families. You know, yeah. you've got some interesting stuff going on and you've got to find a way to make do with it. And it's not always clean and sweet and it's not always a cute, cuddly little baby with fat cheeks. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a child who is busy, you know, puking vigorously. <laughs> there is you that, In the foyer of the church and father's trying to get around this business, you know. So, I mean, you, we have to be, you know, completely and totally pro-family for going to say we're pro-family that's right mm -hmm. exactly and, and of course we are we are yeah. we are but I, I love what he said about um like when asked about going viral he said this is now the first line in my obituary <laughs> that's right and True. i think that's a, a like that's a right. comment first on like our you know our viral kind of media um sensation how we look at these things but um but also i love that like i mean he's a professor presumably he has a phd he's involved in south korean politics you mm. know like he's he seems like a big deal. He was on the BBC, you know, right, it's gotta be exactly. a big deal. But, um, but it's just interesting to me, like that this isn't the thing that he's gonna be remembered for. The other right. stuff will be a footnote, but like the yeah. first and foremost, right. Professor the Robert Kelly dead today, you'll remember him as the one who <laughs> right. had, uh, yeah, he's exactly. the dad who, and so he'll, you know, he'll be defined as, as that dad, that husband. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's something really sweet about that. It's very true, mm -hmm. it's very true. <laughs> well, uh, we'll take that moment to just remind you subtly that we are the Catholic Underground. And let's and try that again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll remind you subtly that we are the Catholic Underground. <laughs> so I gotta have my dance break. That's right. Wireless keyboard. It's uh, yeah, exactly. We had our own BBC Dad moment just now. That's okay. It's all right. And and luckily Jeff was on off camera at the moment, so he was like, Ah, Raza Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> 
We are the Catholic Underground, and uh, you have found us, and we're glad that you have uh, at CUTV Live. You know, I just noticed something. It just happened just now. Uh, our DNS servers repopulated, and we have a brand new website. Surprise! So, um, so yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, if you want to to see all of our uh, previous episodes, uh, at least uh, back about ten, we now have to repopulate our database. Or if you want to uh, to watch the show live, you can go to CatholicUnderground.com and do that. And uh, kind of browse around the website and, and find out what's wrong and tell us. Um, so this is this is a, one of those action-packed shows. So uh, brand new website at catholicunderground.com uh, for you. And all of our stuff will be there shortly. Nice. Ooh, it's pretty. It is pretty, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, it's got all the... It's responsive for your mobile phones. <laughs> you never listen to me. <laughs> You're not responsive. <laughs> exactly. So it, it turns out that uh, that being a priest now is very much like it was then. Yeah, the, the priest uh, acts in persona Christi, and uh, the priest has, you know, daily things that he must do uh, for his own soul and for the souls of those he, he has uh, care over. Uh, but we thought we'd talk a little bit about the challenges of being a, a priest and specifically a pastor now versus then. And by then, Father, when do we mean? Do we have a time frame of then? Back in the day. The day. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm mostly thinking, you know, when we think about this, the, the, the picture of the Bing Crosby priest, you know, the 1920s, 30s, 40s. Ba, 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 that's exactly right, <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that era of, of Americana Catholicism, when, when there really was a sense that the Catholic priest was, you know, out there Fulton sheening his way through life. And, and back then there were real struggles that the priests had to face. There were, were particular challenges. There was the, the challenge of a strong anti-Catholic sense Sentiment, which really was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's nowadays we don't remember how big a deal it was when JFK was debating about whether or not he was going to actually just hand over the keys to the Pope and let the Pope decide what the U.S. was going to do mm. in terms of policy. There was a sense of rigorism, you know, where it was if you follow the rules, you don't have to know the Lord, you don't have to love the Lord. All you do is follow the rules and memorize your Baltimore Catechism. Yep. Mm. Among priests, you know, and, and pastors, there was an ambition. You know that would be rewarded if you did well in this parish. You'd go here, and there was a career path toward being a monsignor and getting letters after your name. You know, and and I think one of the things, Father, that we're starting to see again, although in the opposite direction, is there was too much success. Yeah. You know, because okay. you'd go to St. Bob's Parish, and <laughs> in in the three years you were there, you'd go to St. Bob's Parish, and then all of a sudden there'd be a new school, and that school would have ten billion children in it, and you'd have fifty people who wanted to be Catholic a year that you had to instruct personally. Yeah. And then there would be nine masses on Sunday, which is not an absurd number for even a, a, a more small uh, kind of cathedral-sized church. Uh, there would be confessions, you know, hours of confessions, children to baptize. So there was a lot of specific struggles that that meant busy work. Yeah. Nowadays, though, I think a lot of folks don't really know exactly the struggles their priest has, and because they don't, it makes it difficult for them to know what they can do to be supportive, not mm -hmm. just for the priest's sanity, which is important for all of us, but for the good of the parish. Right. Because, you know, a healthy pastor means a healthy parish. Um, That's very true. It just if you think about it with the family analog, that, that when, when the father is, uh, is not overworked, when, when the father and mother, when husband and wife uh, are, are living their, their Christian walk individually but also collectively, then the family begins to flourish. And it's the same thing with a parish. It is. Uh, you know, so much of, of what we, we don't want to do is get the idea that the pastor is the parish. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the pastor needs to be supportive of the larger community of the parish. And so while a good pastor doesn't necessarily mean a good parish, a bad pastor almost certainly means yeah. an unhealthy parish. Yeah. And so we all have a certain incentive, just as we have an incentive to make sure our bishops are, are in good shape, we have an incentive to make sure our pastors are in good shape. And so this is me, you know, as a pastor, kind of evaluating and saying, what are the problems we're having nowadays? Yeah. Well, obviously our culture is kind of anti-Christian, you know, mm -hmm. even anti-religious, not just anti-Catholic, and that that's difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, because of the atheism that's becoming a thing, the culture has replaced Christianity with what we could call pseudo-religions. Yeah. You know, so politics has become way bigger deal than it should be. Just look at your Facebook feed. Yeah, I mean, to the yeah. point of becoming a religion in and of itself, and we have yeah. to be honest about that. Um, you know, social media and the kind of narcissism of the selfie phenomenon have made it very difficult to hear anything yeah. at all. You know, if you're not following your pastor on Twitter, you know, it's, it's hard to believe you're listening to him at all. I mean, there's so yeah. much. Um, and we can't discount the scandals, you know, that have discredited bishops, discredited priests, generally speaking. You know, I still, if I'm on a plane somewhere, it's not unusual to, ha to have someone get on the plane and pick their child up and carry yeah. them past me. It's true. Um, you know, which which is, you know, I've gotten over the, the, the particular pain for me personally, yeah. but that's that's a sign that the folks are still very, very anxious. Mm -hmm. And they're know. getting that from somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have the struggle with a lot of folks just don't know what the church teaches. A lot of priests yeah. don't really have the quality of education we'd like to have for you, mm -hmm. and that we ourselves, you know, are kind of having to relearn some That's things. That's right. I can put my hand up there, you know, that, oh, that yeah. I'm constantly having to go back uh, over either things that I did learn in the seminary or never came up in the seminary. Sure. sure. You know, not just administratively speaking, but but also um, uh, just from from scripture. Trying. In fact, I, I was uh, sharing today with with my parish. I said, "Do you know it's interesting that when Lazarus was in the tomb for four days?" It was because the Jews understood uh, um, decay to begin on the fourth day, mm -hmm. which is incidentally why Christ rises on the third day to fulfill the psalm that decay does not touch the faithful ones of God. Wow. That right there, maybe I learned it, maybe I didn't, but it was one of those little kind of ton of bricks thing. I'm like, oh, this unlocks something. Right. So yeah, there's there's some book learning and uh, kind of uh, skills that, that we don't have. Yeah, I mean, Father Chris and I talk a lot about how the seminary that we attended has grown so much and things that we would have never been exposed to yeah. in terms of sacred music, et cetera, are things that, that are now commonplace. And we have to look back and go, I don't having nowhere to begin to learn right. about that. You right. know, where would I even look it up? Wikipedia? And and I think really the, the Pastorpedia. Yeah, <laughs> Pastorpedia. I think nowadays though the thing that's probably the most challenging for priests is that pastors are expected to be good at everything. Mm -hmm. We're expected to be good with finance. We're expected to be good at working with people, handling volunteers, organizing events, and do all these things without giving offense, representing sanctity of life, being always encouraging, never seen as too harsh, never seen as giving a sermon that's fire and brimstone. And, and that really is incredibly difficult yeah. um, because, you know, we're all human beings. And so there is a real difficulty in saying, you know, what do we do? Um, and so I want to recommend, and Father Chris, you can you can chime in with some stuff sure, too. Sure. And, and certainly, Olivia, I want to hear your perspective because you're the the lay lady uh, who is, is actually me. more qualified in theology at this point than I am. So uh, God I help us all. Me no, too. no, I do. <laughs> I thir I really do. So so here, here are Father Ryan's seven suggestions. It's a good number. Trademark. Number, number of the covenant. <laughs> number right. one, be specific about what you are able and willing to do for the parish. 
Now, a lot of people come and say, Father, whatever I can help you with, let me know. But I don't know what you do. I mean, mm -hmm. I may know that you work at, say, the Port Authority, but I don't know that you're a woodworker. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that you happen to absolutely delight in making jams and jellies. Maybe you're an extreme couponer, mm -hmm. and you can bring me 600 containers of uh, of, of deodorant that yeah. I can take to the jail or something. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, you've got to be specific about what you can do and what you can't do and what you're willing to do. You can't just say, well, Father, I'm a fuss budget. No, no. <laughs> that's that's just not helpful for anybody. And I think that's true, too, because I, I remember I had a professor once um, who was saying how, like, in the parish, it's important for people to be in places that match their skill sets. Yeah. And, I mean, from an administrative level, I imagine that's really difficult because you're trying. You, you want good people teaching uh, Sunday school. You want right. people who know what they're talking about teaching RCIA. You want that kind of formation, but you also need people who have the that heart for charity and also, like, the means to... to to mm -hmm. put it into place, you know, but I mean, that's, that's something that you don't just intuit. You don't just, you know, psychically understand that about yeah. your parishioners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah so we need you to tell us. We, and and right. as, as you say, be, be specific about it. Father, these are some things that I can do. In fact, a couple of my parishioners has, have come forward to say, Father, these are things I'm good at. And I go, yeah. oh, great. I think I have a place to put you. Now I just have to kind of set up the structure for that to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and, and number two along the same lines is when you have a concern, or you're aware that something in the community is 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 bubbling up, or father has made a mistake, or father has said something you didn't like, or whatever. It's important to be specific and honest about that as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks will come and say, Father, you're mean. And you go, <laughs> well, I, I really don't know what to say. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> I, Context, I, please. Yeah, I mean, uh, or, or, you, or Father, a lot of people are upset. Well, I doubt that sincerely. You All know, of I mean, them? Yeah. you know, I mean, but we need to be specific. Father, you said at mass this, or you know, whatever the case might be. So specific and honest in terms of concerns. Uh, number three is give the benefit of the doubt to your pastor, especially on social media. Yeah. You know, we want to be of the assumption that somebody's trying to be helpful for us. And so, you know, we want to give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, and and along the same lines, Father, you and I have spent years studying sacred music, yep. the mass, the sacraments, theology. Um, you know, and so when we make a decision mm -hmm. about something, it's not really out of thin air. Right. And a lot of times folks will 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 be unaware of why we do that. Mm -hmm. But it's so helpful when someone says, Father, what's the reason for X. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And, and and to be able to, to be real about the fact that I, I'm willing to tell you, uh, and I can only speak personally for myself, I, I research these things. And so what I try to do is not give you my opinion, uh, but to tell you what the church teaches first, and then I'll say, this is my opinion, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, if, if something is. Yeah. And so let me, I know we're, we're running a little short on time. Let me throw yep. the last three in here yep. real quickly. Number one is work to be holy and to make your family holy. Go yep. to confession, pray, offer the rosary. Uh, number six and number seven, let's tie together. Help plan the things you want to do yeah. and join and create organizations that can do that. Right. Don't just say, well, you know, somebody will take care of bringing that speaker in mm -hmm. or somebody will take care of organizing that event. Make it happen. That's right. Or whatever you want, Father. Yeah, that, oh that I can't I can't really do anything with that, right? Mm -hmm. I want something there. Also remember, pray for your priest. Please yes. pray for your priest. Uh, stick with us. We are the Catholic Underground. We're praying for you, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere.
A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, Saint Joseph her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Alrighty, gang, welcome back. You have found the Catholic Underground. Uh, we are live always at CatholicUnderground.com. I am Father Chris Decker, joined by Olivia Galino, Kathleen Lee, and Jeff Blackwell. Our picks of the week are coming up. But first, uh, well, whenever Sunday rolls around, you generally like to have nothing to do. And when you have nothing to do, you tend to spend a lot of time maybe surfing the net. That's kind of mm -hmm. a, a pastime now. Mm -hmm. uh, because, well, we, we have our cell phones, we have our computers usually not far away. Right. And so we find ourselves just a surfing. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we'd talk about uh, maybe a few things to do besides surfing the internet um, on Sunday. Yeah. It is and the I Lord's Day. It is the Lord's Day. And I, I love the idea of reserving Sundays. You know, I mean, think about how like Jewish people, even still today, are very specific about things that they do and don't do on the Sabbath. Um, and, you know, there are our, our fathers and our ancestral heritage comes from them. So when we're thinking about how to preserve Sunday as a as a holy day, yeah. um, it, because it is that, that day that we that we reserve to celebrate the resurrection, mm -hmm. you know, um, so, like, thinking about we want to use that time, I think they say mindfully. Yes. It's like the yeah, buzzword, that's you know, right. there we want to be yeah. mindful about. Right. Oh, I feel like I betrayed. Memoriam. I feel like I betrayed everything I believe in. Memento Mori. Remember thy death first. That's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Really, Sorry. Yeah. really keeping us light little, up in here. A little Benedictine action for you there. Keep death always before you and then have fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's God. a hoot. <laughs> I'm playing uh, it like a fuss budget. I do apologize. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just some different things to think about, like how to live your Sundays meaningfully, mindfully, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, intentionally, intentionally might be a good Catholic word for I it. I like huh? that, yeah. Person of intent, that's how we make those moral decisions. That's right. And, you know, in the spirit of Lent, too, it's like if you give up the internet, you replace it with something that's fruitful, that's beneficial. Right. Yeah. You don't replace uh, it with cinnamon rolls. Exactly. Although... <laughs> well, you know, we would have uh, on a Sunday, maybe, mm. maybe I mean, one. Uh, yeah. But just don't. Why did you have to say the word cinnamon rolls? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's, it's, I watched an episode of fitting. Good Eats today. That's why. <laughs> Alton Brown. He makes such good. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah. No. Your well, segment. I mean, this is a natural. It's like providential segue because number one is make a big breakfast. Hey. So there you go. On so Sunday, you can, you can watch some Good Eats, That's get right. some good recipes, uh, have Alton Brown lead you through. He'll even teach you how to make a cup of coffee. You will. Yeah. And he then has some uh, of the best and, camera movements too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the little skits with the, the, the weird stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. yeah. The little yeast molecules. Those are my favorite. I'm bring him up later in my picks of the week. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so a big breakfast. Like if you have a family too, mm -hmm. what greater way to show I love you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than to get up early, maybe, maybe a couple of hours before mass mm -hmm. and to waffle it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something well, special. And I mean, on, in my family, Sunday was hash brown day. Oh, mom oh, yeah. never made hash browns except for Sundays. And, and that's a nostalgia that I'm, I'm almost 40 years old that I remember fondly. 
mm. you know, Sunday is hash brown day. So mm-hmm. good, good suggestion. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's not a big breakfast, you know, you don't have to have a smorgasbord. But like if you're someone like me, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. You know, I eat cereal with some fruit in it and some coffee and that's all I eat. So Sundays for me would be, you know, make maybe I'll make eggs and toast or just something that I don't normally have. That's kind of a treat because it takes time to make. Um, that's that's a way to to participate in that without you know making a whole bunch of food for just me um, that's right. whereas father ryan has his uh, hash brown scattered smothered covered chunked topped and diced and salted and, sal- oh, and salted mercy yeah. there you go mm-hmm. uh so number two <laughs> while you're digesting all of that you can read a newspaper <laughs> or a magazine there you go. Uh, and I love this too because you know we get most of our news nowadays on the internet, yeah. right. um, you, or even on your phone. I have you know the the Google Play newsstand, so I just sit there and I'm like you know scrolling through all of my uh, bookmarked sites, you know. Yeah. And and it's an easy way to get the news, but it's also there's something nice about sitting down with a newspaper and my all of my attention is focused on this. You know, if notifications are coming in, I'm not I'm not getting distracted yep. by anything like that. I'm sitting there and I'm flipping through a what is now kind of an archaic means of, of communication, but something that's that this has been around for how many, like 600 years, you know, like yeah. we need to appreciate this. Um, but also because it just, it, it really does focus your attention and, and you, you do one thing um, and just doing one thing is kind of a novelty nowadays. It's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ken in the chat room says, uh, wait, isn't this Sunday? Isn't this the internet? Uh, no. Don't Not pay a, attention to the man in the this box. Is a special, this is a special place on the internet. That's right, exactly. We exist outside of the uh, the cinematic universe yeah. of the rest of the world. Okay. It's not hypocrisy. No. Just believe us. <laughs> Spoken like a philosophy major. That's right. That's right. There you go. It's That's all right. arbitrary. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. I, I, I do on, on Sundays, I like to read um, a Monocle magazine. It's a, it's a, a news magazine an international news magazine and that's where I kind of can get my brain around some of the larger global issues and all of those things that the rest of the week I go too long didn't read right uh, I can actually dive into yeah and it's on paper that's me with the Atlantic I'll go mm. through the week and I'll put tons of articles not just the Atlantic but like uh, first things or the Federalist or American oh, yeah. Conservative you know I'll put those things in my pocket or whatever mm-hmm. and longer. um and I, because I'm like, oh, this is such a good article. This mm-hmm. is going to be, this is going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. like Archbishop Shapiro wrote this. This is going to be awesome. And then I'll just, I never get around to it. Or mm-hmm. I, I end up having what I have now, which is like 700 articles exactly. pinned and, and waiting for me to read. So, so it's so. not quite the same thing as, as surfing the net, but you have intent. Right. Uh, in fact, with Pocket, I believe it downloads them offline so you can read it. It does. Yeah, it exactly. Does, yes. So you're, you're, you're not breaking your rule here. Well, yeah, so also to digest that huge breakfast that you ate of smothered and everything else, hash browns. With waffles. Yeah, with, with waffles and pancakes and eggs and everything Brown else. Don't the bacon. Um, you carbs, can take a walk. Yeah, take a walk. Take yeah. a walk. Um, yeah. And it's a simple, you can take a morning walk, you can take an afternoon walk, um, but it's something really relaxing and calming. And you can you can pray while you walk or mm-hmm. you can you know walk with uh, with someone that you love or you can take a, a phone call and, mm-hmm. and take it outside but uh, I just love the idea of just kind of retreating to nature and just letting that be a, a time to just just be outside to not really have a whole lot in your mind um, mm-hmm. and or maybe it's a, it's a time to, to process things too that's what I, I love to take walks in the afternoons as like a steady break yeah um, because it helps me clear my mind it helps me move because mm-hmm. I sit a lot mm-hmm. um, but it's just a, a good way to, to do something different um, and maybe you'll meet some of your neighbors. I know that we live in a, in a world where we generally don't really know our neighbors. We can't go ask for a cup of sugar uh, like we used to be able to do. Proverbial so. or otherwise. Exactly. Yep. 
um, cup of sugar, but like my house is on fire. Can I use your phone? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, number four and really this should have been the first one, but go to church. Please. Yeah. Um, and that's really all that needs to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Keep holy the Lord's day by, you know, doing that thing where we keep holy the Lord's day. Right. And I mean, okay, that that's not all that needs to be said about that. Because, <laughs> I mean, really going back to Sunday is the day that we, we celebrate the resurrection. You know, it, yep. Easter obviously is our... our our pinnacle holiday in the fact that like this is the day that the Lord came out of the tomb. Um, this is the day of redemption. You know, this is the day that the, the gates of heaven were opened. You know, but but the reality is is we celebrate that every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday gets to be Easter. Um, and and every week in itself is a is a holy week. Um, yeah. and, and when you think about it, we we can still remember the Lord's passion on on Friday. Mm-hmm. We can still wait with him on Saturday. Um, and and all of those things when we consider like the liturgical life, like yeah. that's important to remember that it's not, we're not just waiting for the, the big ones, you know, we're not just waiting right. for Christmas and Easter. Uh, and then maybe, you know, sprinkle in some of your favorite feast days, but every week is a chance to celebrate the resurrection. And that can also give you the, the impetus to, to keep holy the things that are not happening in church too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sanctifying your time is very much by spending time in nature, uh, by by uh, purifying your mind, uh, renewing your mind, mm-hmm. all the things that we've talked about thus far. We're only on number four. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so number five, too. You can clean up a little bit around the house. <laughs> maybe maybe tidy up. But maybe uh, those it, dishes that from that big old breakfast. Or, uh, that's right. Well, you maybe, know what I tend to do? I don't know if you do this. Well, Father doesn't do this because he is... Uh, obsessive compulsive. You can say it. <laughs> I can say he's a bit OCD. Yeah. Uh, but but because I'm an artist, I, I tend to have be an everything out person over the oh, course yeah. of the week. And so my chair in in my um, in my bedroom, I have kind of a long bedroom, so I have kind of a seating area, and I end up doing a lot of work there whenever I'm not in the office. And so I've got kind of things arranged in it, and it starts to look like I'm building a little nest or a fort <laughs> around me. And so, yeah, usually I will spend Sunday when I get home from Mass and I, I wash my, uh, my, my oat, oats in a jar uh, mm-hmm. thing, I will come and kind of clean up my nest a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and sort through things. Yeah. And then and if you ever start to think that, like, that's something trivial, like cleaning up your place, like, no, we're called to be good stewards of yeah. not only the earth, but, like, our specific little gardens, our you know? Our local environment. Well, yeah. And there's a good psychological effect, too, you know, with when you straighten things up. And it gives yeah. you, if you, when you feel, especially if you're a little bit more like OCD, uh, and you feel like, like there's things are scattered in your life, taking right. a moment to clean things up makes you feel much, much better about your environment, about your psychological situation. It's a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so next, uh, you can write in your journal. And maybe if you don't have a journal, you can purchase one (laughs) or make one or get some copy paper and fold it in half like you did when you were in elementary school and just start writing. Um, That's another way to to reflect on the week, maybe. Mm -hmm. Have it be a weekly reflection, like things I want to work on, things I want to to do or maybe just you want to preserve memories um, use it and, as an examine sure yeah um and if you're a parent too we were talking about being a, a busy parent i can imagine professor kelly it does not have a lot of free time but thinking about like those funny moments that don't happen on camera but you want to remember them you mm-hmm. know um i know as a as a kid i'm not a parent but uh, as a as a child i my my parents have like these stories that they remember my mom always says that i wish i had written more down yeah because y'all said so many funny things or you did so so many funny things uh, and the, like those are the things that you want to remember that's right and our art link letter wasn't around to record them all you know was that art link letter uh jeff oh yeah he's dead yeah yeah <laughs> he yeah. is in fact uh, presently dead but yeah it was yeah. kids say the darndest things right, uh, back yes. in the day that right. was art link yeah. letter 
Yeah, and I would say too, kind of write in your journal uh, if if you happen to be on the artsy side, uh, draw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of things that I don't get the chance to to draw out during the week that I will try to do on Sunday afternoons before I drive in for the show. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I have a couple of long form projects that will probably never be published, but but uh, it gives me the opportunity to to take Sunday to do that. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's good for you. It is. It yeah. is. It, a little it, bit it's of self care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So number seven, you can take a nap. This is my favorite one. Yeah. And you know, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's all over right? that one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's in agreement. Naps are amazing. And you yeah. know, uh, I, I love to, to tell people this. And I think it was Katie who taught me this. Uh, that, like there's three different levels of nap. 30, 60, 90. You can take a low nap, which is like you're on the couch. Maybe uh-huh. you just fell asleep. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in your pajamas, no, no blanket or anything. Yeah, uh, you can take a, a, a low, I mean, a, um, what is it? A high a nap. A high nap. Uh, which you got, you got a blanket, maybe you got a pillow, you're fully reclined. You intended to take this nap and it's serious, you know, Mm -hmm. more than 30 minutes. Or you can take a pontifical high nap. That's right. right. And this is, you mean business because you're in bed, you're under the covers. You might've even put on your pajamas again. That's right. And you're going to be out for at least an hour I wonder who gave Katie those conventions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those, those are are the result of years of discussion between Father Chris Decker and myself, the solemn pontifical high nap. That's right. Uh, is <laughs> yeah. it's well, good, y'all. It's just normally really Olivia yeah. won't use anything that we give her. So I mean, it had to be filtered through. Uh, <laughs> well, perhaps it's well. It's no, a, it just shows the the universality, the gravity. Yeah, the of that that. I mean, it stuck with yeah, me, yeah. and it filtered through. So like, That's imagine right. how many people know about pontifical high naps yeah. now because Katie's of Katie saying the that Father Brent told her. Gee, I wonder where he got the convention. Well, I think <laughs> I think these these are things that have that have not been created. They've been discovered, and see, they belong they have, to yeah. all creation it's true it's yeah. true we can't oh, okay. we, we can't trademark these no no things. no these these oh, are these are okay. reality cons, right. can you know written down i mean i guess i guess i should have known that it came from the two of you but <laughs> mea culpa mea culpa mea maxima culpa that's what priest says that you're supposed to say that <laughs> <laughs> during number pon- eight <laughs> during the pontifical high nap the priest doesn't say anything no he doesn't <laughs> Yeah. Number eight. <laughs> the best priest is a quiet priest. Oh my gosh. Yes, currently the best priest is a quiet priest. Uh, yeah, so number eight, you can call your mom. Uh, yeah, baby. You know, we talked about earlier, like if you're taking a walk or you're taking a break to sit on the, the porch in your rocking chair, you know, take, maybe take that time to call someone. Um, call your mom. She yeah. likes to hear from you. It's true. Uh, and, uh, you know, you if you, if you are, don't have that kind of relationship or whatever the circumstances may be, maybe your mom lives in heaven now, um, you can pray the rosary. Yep. I yep. love that. Um, and and that's uh, cultivating that relationship with, with Mother Mary, who's just, just as important. Um, she wants to hear from you, too. That's right. Or or if your, your parents are deceased, to uh, intercede yeah. for them. You exactly. Know? Yeah. We, we never assume anybody is, is, is all right. the way up in heaven, and so we always pray, pr- pray for their soul. That's a, a good thing to do, especially if you're... One of our older listeners, huh, mm-hmm. uh, who has parents that are with Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, we, we pray for them. Yeah. Well, and, and don't forget there's the psychological benefit of writing a letter to a deceased loved one. Oh, you know, that yeah, that could be true. a wonderful moment yeah. you know, to just, just write a little letter, and, and whether you actually leave it at the gravestone or whether it's just kind of something that finds its way into some folder or something, mm-hmm. um, or maybe six or eight, ten folders deep if you're me, uh, you know, it's still yeah. worth doing. So that's a good idea. Mm, I like that. Um, number nine, you can take a drive. Uh, and I like that because, you know, I, at least I grew up with the, the idea of like taking a Sunday drive. And I mean, 
not that we ever particularly did it you know you just purposely go out and you just go out to river road and and take a drive but it was something that like in the past we're talking about way back when you know that's something that people did uh i i remember my my grandmother telling me about how uh her and um, one of her friends they would they had they knew someone's cousin you know third removed that had that had a car and they would just go ride around on sundays or they would get a bus fare and they would just go ride the bus um because it was just something different you know it's where we get the term sunday driver Mm. Yeah. You know, where you just you got nowhere to be, nowhere to go, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, just kind of taking a stroll. In my head, Olivia, your dad has like the cap with the driving goggles. <laughs> well, he does have the flat cap. Do not give him any ideas about the oh, goggles. Oh, because he'll, he'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you're watching this, Dad, you don't remember I've any of I've got a URL this. for you. That's right. Oh now I know for Christmas. <laughs> what's it, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a good thing I drive myself now. Uh, so number 10, like Father Ryan was saying, you can write a letter. Um, yeah. You're a big a, fan of this, by the way. I do. Writing I love physical letters. letter yeah because it's important to not only for the the writer to be able to put things down on paper you know so even if you're not going to send it uh it's important to just be able to articulate your thoughts and and put them something so you can tangibly hold it and say these are my concrete ideas you know mm-hmm. um or these are these are the things that I, I want to say or i would if i could um but also to receive a letter um because it's not the same as receiving a text message or receiving an email it's something that took time because i mean a good letter if you're writing on a you know standard piece of stationery it's probably going to take you maybe 20 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to write and then you got to find the person's address you got to put a stamp on it you got to put it in the mail that's all effort and effort means care that's right and and don't use text message abbreviations in your letter no, no, no. Proper punctuation, please. That's right. Use the Oxford the comma. Three P's. Proper Don't punctuation. use the Oxford comma. Use the Oxford Don't comma. Use, oh, use the no. Oxford Don't comma. Do it. All oh, those no. in favor of using the Oxford comma, raise your hand. Okay, uh, two to this. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to win. Oh. I'm just saying, don't do it. No, we're going to talk about this later because there's. <laughs> See her after Ooh. class, please. Can we just have an addendum to the Catholic underground about the Oxford? <laughs> that would be All a great right. CU special. Yeah, well, there you go. Take some deep breaths. And number eleven. <laughs> You can play a game. Um, I like this because it's something we used to do when we were kids. You know, you're you're at the camp for the weekend or you're at grandma's house or you just want to have game night and you just pull out some mm-hmm. rummy cube or some Scrabble. Or oh, yeah. n- nowadays there's like Settlers of Catan, which is really fun. And, and then just like different games for different ways of thinking, different age groups. There's tons of stuff out there. I'm, you walk through the, the game aisle at any of the big box stores and there's just just – unfathomable amounts of games that you can play i can Um, hear our austin bureau chiefs uh kind of chuckling right now because they like to play games with their family and being an only child i never i never really grew up doing that and so i don't have any sense of strategy or any competition so i just play for money I just, well, maybe if we did that, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you can play Settlers of Catan. You well, can. I guess you can. You yes, can use you can actual definitely money. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking to myself, no, you do. You have you have, yeah. uh, you have fake currency in Settlers mm-hmm. of Catan. So That's I'd like to play idea. the Star Trek The Next Generation version of Settlers of Catan. Did not even know that existed. Oh, yeah. It's, it's but totally is anyone there. shocked? No. Yeah, yeah. That's no, funny. shocked. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you can also use your Sunday to catch up on your reading. Read a yeah. book. Um I read lots of books for school, but I like to have time for, you know, just fun reading, what I consider fun reading, or just things from my wish list reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you take an hour, go sit on the porch or, or sit on your couch and, and read a book. Maybe you fall asleep and take that low nap. Um, but just to, to exercise your mind, um, to expand your horizons. And, and it, I generally find that reading is just a, a really good way to enrich yourself. Um, you can, yeah. I love that this is on the list. You can shine your shoes. 
Now you bring about memories. You can yeah. shine your shoes. Jeff, Jeff, did you do that willfully? Every, every, every Sunday, I, I, my dad said, listen, you got to polish your shoes. We had the, the wax and the, yeah. the polish rag. But you got to do it before you put on your Sunday clothes now. Uh, you don't want that yeah, shoe everywhere. polish on <laughs> your pant leg. Right? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, oh man, I'm telling you about it brings back special memories, Olivia. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Like, that's true too. Like if you're going to wear your nice shoes to church, you want them to be all nice and spiffy. Yeah. That's right. And of course, this is one of those hipstery things that's really not hipstery. It's it's just yeah. good custodianship of of your clothing. That's right. Yeah, and it's all about like taking care of what you yep. have. You yep. know, um, speaking of taking care of what you have, you can have friends over for dinner. Sold. Uh, it's a great way to, to not only be able to cook. You know, just have that that time to experiment in new recipes, but also to have some communion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we experience that that communion in mass in the in the reception oh, of the Holy Eucharist. Oh, vertical communion. Yeah, so that's vertical communion, and then <laughs> if you have friends over for dinner, it's what we call horizontal, that horizontal dimension of of experiencing that communion temporally or earthly. Um, and, so, and if you bring them together, it makes a cross. A cross. Oh. Oh. It's adorable. We can't take Jeff's shot because right now he's mopping up the rest of his brain because his mind was blown there. Yeah. Um, so you can also pursue a hobby. I love this one too. Um, maybe gardening is a hobby you don't get to a lot or knitting or Making photography. those ships and bottles. Sure. Yeah, they do that. They have that at Hobby Lobby. I've seen it. Um, but whatever your hobby is, Sunday is a great time to just spend some time in the afternoon devoted to, I want to cultivate this craft. I want to I want to use my hands, my skills for mm-hmm. something worthwhile something um that's meaningful to me um and and really like that's a, that's a good way to practice our creativity we're, we're meant to be creative and participate in that that part of our creation so that's a good way to do it yep. you can also plan your week um meal planning or just what you have to do what you know what's on your schedule in front of you to kind of like get prepared um and then uh, last but certainly not least you can do an act of service yeah um, so maybe on that Sunday drive have a little uh bag of food with you and if you see someone who's who's homeless or hungry um, yep. You can spend some time in conversation with them and, and ask if they need any food or mm-hmm. whatever that that act of service may be yeah, because we all serve that differently on Sundays. And then uh, if you're if you're blessed to have uh, Mother Teresa's order in your diocese, uh, they they help to feed uh, folks every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but Sunday is a good day to, yeah. to go and to and to encounter uh, right. those folks, too. You know, right. It's a very exactly. good thing. Yeah. Uh, Father Ryan, you you actually um, cultivate garden. Yeah, just something to get out of the house. You yeah. know, like when you mentioned gardening, uh, you know, Olivia, I mean, that's that's just a little container garden. You know, you grow a couple of herbs, grow some um, some citronella outside around where you sit, you know, just mm-hmm. just something to do to get outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't grow cilantro. Cilantro, <laughs> do excellent. Grow, do grow, grow lots basil. of cilantro, yeah. don't use the Oxford comma. Yay cilantro, <laughs> no comma. Grow basil and use the Oxford comma. <laughs> we seem to have reached things. an impasse on our Sunday drive. <laughs> But that's okay, you know. Yeah, not everybody likes cilantro. Real but poets don't need the comma. Oh well, if with prose you do. You know, <laughs> academicians a, need the comma. It, it may very well, my friends, be that time of the show that we like to call <laughs> the CU Pick of the Week. You like how I do that? I can just uh, erase all controversy <laughs> by going to the Pick of the Week. Yeah, the one place where we all dwell in happiness and uh, and, and beatitude. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Father Ryan, you're the guest. So well, so how you. about your Pick of the Week uh, here for us? So we mentioned Alton Brown earlier. Those who don't know, Alton is a uh, is a cook, 
And uh, a bit of a quirk, he actually <laughs> created a show called Good Eats that he himself said was supposed to be a mix between Mr. Wizard, Monty Python, and Julia Child. And it was um, all of those. Yeah, yeah and, and, and so it's he... It's still on TV. It is, it mm -hmm. is. And he's kind of a quirky guy, and he still does a lot of work. He actually does stage shows in the style of Broadway where he cooks food, cooks real food, and, and it's, it's, it's just it's very peculiar. But he has a remarkable podcast now olivia recommended a show called gravy several episodes yeah. back and i made fun of her relentlessly for it it's yeah. a great show but you love it yes, i you love do. it i do now i don't like the new host of the show but that's a separate question but it's it, this this is a great podcast it's a little long it's a little over an hour usually per episode but that's he interviews, fine with me I, he's yeah. interviewed a magician he's interviewed folks who are on the food network he interviewed a bartender uh he's interviewed so many interesting kinds of people and i have loved listening to this uh he's on altonbrown.com and you just click on the podcast button but man is it a great one he calls it the alton brown cast which is unfortunate yeah. great show <laughs> an unfortunate color for your podcast worth your time yeah. worth doing it's completely free uh altonbrown.com the alton brown cast mm. i like it there you go i'm excited yeah how about uh, your pick of the week also food related. Yeah. Well, no. My pick of the week is actually the Oxford comma. And your sub pick of the week. <laughs> my sub pick of the week. No. My real pick of the week is a. Uh, it's a blo food blog called Joy the Baker. Um, and I just I just found this out actually. She's she's based in New Orleans. She's not originally originally from there, um, but she uh, she migrated there maybe three years ago. Um, but I love her style of cooking so i mean i cook a lot and i bake a lot um baking is something that i do is like my sunday medicinal activity baking yeah i do mm. like like i want to bake i want to do something fun and something creative and so I, I bake um but she's got really inventive recipes and i like this because it's not just making you know a chocolate cake or it's not just making some brownies it's making things like roasted strawberry shortcakes with basil cream oh what got my attention what? um but then what? her recipes too she does more savory things like caramelized onion and mushroom biscuits nice cream okay. spinach pasta with sausage and pine nuts um oh, I so like all of those things yeah, together all wow. of it like you you look through her recipe archives and you're just like that sounds no that sounds no okay i'm making that for dinner um so if you're looking for for something a way to, to exercise that creativity especially in the kitchen i know i get tired of the same old recipes mm. and i just want i, I want to try something different but i don't know what i want to try i think she's she's a good good resource for that very cool well we've heard from uh, father ryan comma olivia comma <laughs> and now nice? we hear from jeff isn't it nice <laughs> jeff, jeff <laughs> you're <Semicolon. laughs> I, I will make this quick uh, and father you have already read this book and that you oh, told yeah. me uh, that um you were listening to the uh, that's the, right the audio version of it mother angelica the remarkable story of a nun her nerve and a network of miracles i just started reading it it's been it was published in what 2007 i believe mm -hmm. written that's by right. raymond arroyo and um i, I am just uh, you're talking about mind-blowing some of the things that this dear woman dear saint of god had to go through to start ewtn it's just remarkable yeah. so i uh, i'm not finished with it yet but i'm so impressed by it that um, uh, that's my pick of the week yeah and uh, i would offer that uh, if you listen to books on tape mm -hmm. uh the uh, raymond arroyo who wrote this book he's the head of ewtn news he does the uh the the audio version of it and he he performs it he acts it out 
Hmm. And so he does all of the voices. So that would uh, that would be a recommendation because he does a bang on uh, impression of Mother Angelica, which is great. <laughs> and of course, my favorite, though, is Deacon Bill Steltemeyer, who, who was uh, up until his death, he was the CEO of EWTN. And he talked like he was always surprised. It was great. So anyway, uh, so, yeah, that, that's a, a good pick of the week from, from Jeff. And uh, my pick of the week is also food related, and I like it. and it is um, the Calorie King Calorie Fat and Carbohydrate Counter. Um, it, it's a little itty bitty book that can fit in your car or something, and um, it gives you the calorie counts and the carb counts on on a lot of different types of foods and vegetables and things like that. So if you're planning your meals out and you're actually mm-hmm. trying to watch what you're eating, it can be very, very helpful. And then it's got a little uh, tabbed red section for just about every fast food restaurant you can think of. It's it's a major chain like Chipotle. If you go to Chipotle, uh, the barbacoa has 165 calories per four ounce serving, seven grams of fat and two carbs. Um, However, if you wanna get the chips, that's 570 calories. 27 grams of fat and 73 carbs per four ounces of chips. So so this can be helpful, too, because when you go to especially to a fast or even a slow fast food restaurant, you don't always know what you're going to get. And so I found this to be really kind of uh, cool. And uh, it's not, not not too expensive. $8.99 is the retail price. Uh, so it's good to, to keep with you. And it looks like they update it every year. This is the 2017 mm-hmm. version that I actually got on sale at one of our leading bookstores in, in our fair city. <laughs> so uh, so I find that very, very helpful. And, um, and uh, yeah, uh, like I say, it's nothing you really obsess over. But, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, uh, whether it's maintaining your weight or, or uh, whether it's trying to, to build muscle... <laughs> Uh, scrawny forearms what can I say well it's Uh, nice too because a lot of uh, restaurants if they give you the calorie count they don't give you fat or carbs or that's correct some diets look for those things so you're kind of out of luck that's right yeah yeah for the for your macronutrients I believe is Mm -hmm. the is the way that we're we're looking at it nowadays right not me but yes that's right there you go so if it does fit your macros you'll find it in uh, calorie and fat carbohydrate counter from the calorie king who is Alan Borushek who is a dietitian and also and apparently a regent. <laughs> apparently a regent of <laughs> caloric intake. Yeah, I guess. yeah, there you go. So, uh, um, Jeff, uh, we always are grateful for our benefactors. We're grateful for those who, who pray for us and certainly those of us, uh, those who help us uh, with their, their financial resources, aren't we? Yes, we are, Father. And this week, Catholic Underground is possible because of people just like you. Join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. Portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. That's audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. And also by Mystic Monk Coffee. More information at catholicunderground.tv. That's right. If you want the show notes, if you want to see our new website, head over to catholicunderground.com. Our panelists have been Father Ryan Humphreys, Olivia Galino. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell. Our research assistant and leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video director has been Ed Ball. Our graphics director is Katie Richard, and you know me. I am Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic, and we hope that we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice. We're the Catholic Underground. We are Faith Gone Digital, and I promise we'll see you next time. Happy Lenting.
from the Catholic Underground.